Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Thanks Later. for coming on, mate. No, that's sound, mate. It's um, all good to be on. So, I wanted to jump straight in because obviously last time we spoke, it was um, it was quite a short conversation, but we kind of grasped on a lot of mental health aspect of um, of sport and especially combat sport. But I wanted to dive into yeah. your lift weight and your bare knuckle boxing because we didn't really get a chance to to dive into how all that came about, really. Because I know you were. It was K1 and Muay Thai, and then all of a sudden, you just, boom, I've signed to this promotion and this promotion. So, can you, like, elaborate on, yeah. on what, how that all came about, basically? Yes. Um, obviously, I've always um, been a combatant since, you know, young, but obviously mainly gloved combat, um, K1 and obviously Muay Thai. <clears throat> but obviously, also boxed a lot, trained boxing, had had the opportunity to sign professional boxing twice. Um but with uh, professional boxing, you know, it'd be years of fighting journeymen before you get that yeah. sort of major challenge. So I, I never wanted to pursue that. That's not who I am. And um, I've always been drawn to like the rawness of um, of pure combat and, um, you know, bare knuckle fighting, not just bare knuckle boxing, but bare knuckle fighting has been around, you know, for centuries and centuries. Yeah. So it, it really, it really, you know, was... I was drawn to it and um you know with with the left weight and the bare knuckle boxing it's all for the best fight so if two people are in the promotion and it makes a good fight that's who they're going to fight no matter if they're ranked number two or ranked number 10 if that's you know what's going to make a great exciting fight and they, they want to make it there's no sort of politics in it because they're both fairly new to um to the general public it's it's still very new yeah. do you know what i mean left way left way in Myanmar in Burma has been around for years and years and years but they've only just sort of brought sort of um opening up and broadcasting to to westerners so um and and the same with bare knuckle boxing you know it's been around for years but now it's exploding onto mainstream um that you know BKB uh, who I'm signed to you know they've they they've got millions and millions of views so they just want to keep the sport growing the best way they can and they know that's to put on the best fights. So yeah, I've signed to them and that's my main focus now is to um, compete bare knuckle, compete the best I can. Obviously I'm a competitor, so I'll put all my focus into it and, and become you know world champions in both of them. Yeah, and I mean and that, like I say, like like you say, you like your challenges. So when you're saying that you didn't want to come against journeymen and boxing to then sort of go to the big leagues and boxing, I suppose with left way and bare knuckle boxing it doesn't matter I mean obviously there there's an aspect of talent and training and stuff like that but because it's such a ruthless sport you're gonna have a challenge every time you step in there with someone yeah yeah 100% it's like that's what I say you can you know there's so there's a lot of skill there's a lot of there's a tremendous amount of hard work especially on my part you know I work hard every single day I'm always working hard but like you say because it is such a brutal game and because of obviously bare knuckle, no matter who you fight, there's going to be a challenge. So you like, I can't go in thinking, oh, you know, this guy's not as good as me. I'm going to breeze through him because it, it's not going to work like that. All it will take is one shot with bare knuckle, and that's it. It's game over. So you have to, yeah. It's it's a it's. I mean, there's to me, there's no other harder challenge because it's one, it's bare knuckle. Two, you know, especially in left way, there's there's very minimal rules rule set. You know. Um, you can get hurt in a lot of ways. So like, to me, it's the most, it's the most realistic form of combat. And, um, and another thing like it's been around for years. So I feel like I'm doing what my ancestors were doing, you know, yeah. from, from, from centuries ago, you know, it's, it's, 
it's just yeah it's just it's an amazing it's, it's amazing to see it get so big as well you know i like being part of it because it's so like new and new to the mainstream anyway and it's i'm i'm glad to be a part of it growing and that's been like like i said it's blowing up completely like the american promotion that bare knuckle fc um they yeah. kind of flew out of that. i think it's obviously everyone was so set on boxing and the traditional kind of martial arts like karate taekwondo and things like this but obviously when i think it was when mma sort of kicked off with the whole mcgregor phase and it kind of went global. Everyone's now looking for that, or oh, that new type of fighting. I want to see something more. So now the, with the bare knuckle stuff, everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm going to get into that. So that's why, I think that's why mainly these places are shot off. Obviously the hard work from the promoters and the fighters as well. I mean, you've got people that are crossing over from MMA, professional MMA, professional boxing, kickboxing, and they're moving over to these bare knuckle boxing and left way and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, it is amazing to see how it's gone from, not really known or not even spoke about. I suppose most people thought bare knuckle boxing was just an illegal thing. People just backyard, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just a backyard sort of illegal, yeah. I mean, I hundred percent agree with you. It's um, you know, it's like you say, MMA was the the new brutal, you know, amazing combat sport that we still see and everyone still loves. But now it's like going to a point where they they they're searching for that that next um most violent sport do you yeah. know what i mean like for years it's always been mma but now there's something more violent and more and, and in a professional background uh sorry professional um scene people are like they're obviously they're drawn to it. as humans we're drawn to that violence and we love it as entertainment and um yes yeah, so it's just that's the next thing and it's just like you say it's barely been spoken about and then with bare knuckle like in the past few years it's just exploded and like you say bkfc they're doing massive things with massive names, and then BKB TM, which is the British organisation, they they we've got the most like talent. So it's um yeah, it's just exploding. I mean, and there's even talks of crossovers. You know, fighters competing against their fighters, uh, promotion versus promotion, which would do, would just do the sport amazing. It would just grow the sport even more. Yeah, that's the thing because of the brutality of the sport. Obviously, with boxing you've got all the licensing and stuff like that mma there's all those regulations but with bare knuckle fighting you can like i've heard about mike tyson wanting to come back and fight bare knuckle because that's probably the best like best thing to go for because if he goes into the world of boxing it's it's a massive massive world and there's obviously all those licensings and things like that he's got to go through. Yeah. but with bare knuckle they can literally put on a show for, like with anyone essentially like that Paulie, was it Paulie Magalani versus Artem Magalani, Noble? Yeah. Like that, just something like that. They can just put those fights on into bare knuckle and everyone's going to want to see that. Everyone's going to want to see two blokes bare fists trying to knock the shit out of each other. That's it, yeah. There's no politics. I mean, with, with the bare knuckle, there's still licensing, license, licensing involved, um, but it's no, it's not to the degree of boxing. With boxing, it's all down to the management and promoters. Yeah. You know, they won't... You, you may, as a fighter, go, I want to fight this guy. But your manager won't let it because it's not good. It, it doesn't. It's not a good ticket seller or something like that. It's not a yeah, good pay per view buy. So you've got all the politics involved. Whereas bare knuckle, you get your license, you get your medicals and all that as you would in any of the professional combat sports. But then once you're in, you know, if the promoter says right, this is who you should fight, and like, there's no sort of no reason to say you shouldn't, then you fight. Like you say, Artem Lobov versus Paul, Paulie Magalani. Uh, that they, they um. They put on a great fight, and um, that just goes to show as well. You can be an amazing gloved boxer. You go into the world of bare knuckle, and you can get battered. Yeah, 
Do you know what I mean? You can get the shit beat out of you, and because it, it's completely different, and uh, that's where it is. There's no politics involved. Whereas, like you know, box, traditional boxing, there's um, well, gloved boxing, shall I say? Because actually, bare knuckle is more traditional. But gloved boxing, you know, there's so many politics involved. Oh, you have to, you know, you have to fight this guy first before you can fight this guy. It's just, it's just bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I, I've started coming off watching boxing now because most of the fights don't make sense to me and. The fact that they have like these, um, yeah, like you say, the next person in line, all that stuff. But the bare knuckle, like you're going straight after the champ, straight in. You're there, like I'm gonna have one fight, and then I want that belt. And the thing is, with yeah. bare knuckle, is that can happen if you put on a great show, you can, you can jump straight up to the belt. Whereas boxing, you could be on a ten fight win streak, amazing boxer, but you're still having to climb that ladder to try and get to these big names who, who like, prom- like you say, promoters of like elevated their careers as such yeah that's it it's like that's what i'm saying with it's because it's such a new and explosive sport you know you go in you put on a great performance um you know they're going to want to put the best fight so you go in and you you, i I smash people up you know and i so i get you know two knockouts on the bouts and i destroy people which you know i'm confident i will yeah um because the hard work i put in and the dedication um you know, the promoter's going to say, right, this is the next challenge for the champ. There's, there's no protecting. There's no, right, this guy needs to be protected from, you know, this guy or whatever. It's just, yeah. these are the best fights. Let's make them happen. And, um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm coming in, you know, you obviously you've got a, in this world, you've got to fucking, you know, get what you can. You know, if you just go in quiet, no one's going to take any notice. I'm going in saying, I want to fight this guy. I want to beat this guy and I want the champ. So I'm not in it just to fucking fight. I want to become the world champion. I, like, I'm a competitor. So to me, the whole goal is the championship. You know, yeah. I want to get to the championship and then I want to win the world championship. Of course, my first focus is getting there. So whoever they put in front of me, that doesn't matter. That will be the task and that will be my main task. And then obviously I'll knock them down. And then the next one, if I have to knock them down, and then if I have to knock someone else down, that's fine. I'll go through until I get to that championship. But I'm going to be making noise along the way saying, look, this is who I want. You know, let's let's fight. And, um, you know, the promoters, they uh, they just want the best fights, you know. So if it makes sense, they'll make it happen. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that puts you aside. Like fighters like you are in such a different league because there are some fighters out there that, would make it professional, and then that's their mindset. They're like, "I've made it. I'm pro," and they get they they're getting the money in and stuff. But they ne- negotiate all the time. Like, maybe I don't want to fight here. Maybe I'll fight him. But fighters like you who just have that mindset of "fuck it," you put that you put that prick in front of me. I'm gonna knock him out. I don't care what I have to do. That puts you completely aside from everyone else. And I think that's why, like you as a fighter now, just like flying up there. Like, I've seen you doing interviews with people all over the world. Um, like professional MMA, um, professional MMA guys and stuff like that, like interviewing you, and it's just like that's what sets you aside for most fighters that kind of get like make almost make it, but as soon as they get to that professional scene, they're there like, well, this is me now. This is all. This is all I'm gonna do. That's it, mate. I totally agree because, uh, like I say, a lot of people they just get complacent. They they work hard because you've got to go for all the amateurs. You've got to go for all the semi pro. You've got to go. You know, you've got to go through so much before you even get to the to the pro leagues and then when you do a lot of people are like right you know oh, this is it they, sort of when it starts to get really really hard they're just like, like I know there's there's a few you know pro boxers and pro athletes I know that are just they've got there and then they're like they they, they, they just they just completely stop their hard work because yeah. they've had a few and that's it and it's like <clears throat> no that's when now you've got to go even harder like now 
I feel like in every stage of my career, I've leveled up. Like not where I am now, I've leveled up again. My my hard work's gone again, and I've always had that attitude of you know, kill or be killed. Whoever they who they put in front of me, I'm going to fight. You know, I've never been afraid to fight anyone. So uh, that's just my attitude of being a real fighter. You know, I'm I'm an athlete, but first I'm a fighter. So yeah. I'm a fighter, and then uh, then I'm an athlete. So to me, I will fight anyone. Like you say, and that's what. Um, people do. They love that attitude. They these the you know, they don't want people with your. Oh, I'm not going to fight him because I'm not just ready yet. Like, when do you know you're ready? This is what yeah. intrigues me. Like, what intrigues me so much is is the unknown. So, like the the unknown is I could win, he can win. You don't know because in a fight anything can happen, and that's what intrigues me is the unknown, and that's what keeps me sharp. And as long as there's an unknown, you know, factor in it, then I have. A massive chance of winning and that's what makes me uh want it so bad and like this guy could be a monster do you know what I mean? they can be they could be like a real real scary dude in the ring but you know it's still the unknown anything can happen one punch can end it and especially with the power i have i know one punch can end it so that's what makes me work extremely hard because as long as you know there's an unknown factor that i have a huge chance of winning and that's the attitude I've I've approached is, you know, oh, like this seems like such a hard challenge. You know, I, do, do, am I ready? Instead of just going, do you know what? You know, I'm going to work to the hardest I fucking can. Yeah. And then when I get in there, I'm going to give it my all, no matter what. When I'm in there, when I'm in there, all my focus is on winning. And then anything can happen. And that's what I like. And that's why I just I take anything as it comes. Yeah, and I mean it's, <laughs> I've I've been on the receiving end of that power as well. So I'm. I have all the <laughs> all the confidence in the world that you're gonna go in there and you are gonna bang and that's and that's the exciting part especially for us local guys obviously that, that live around you that's trained with you and stuff like that that's the most exciting part of it is that you've got I've seen you sort of throwing out beef with other fighters and stuff you've had that online kind of rivalry with a few and the yeah. fact that we we can sit here and we can sit back and look at everything. No, mate, you're, honestly, you're gonna get fucked because <laughs> we we like you say we're it's so exciting for us to see because you're local. We've seen you. We've, we've trained. Some of us have trained with you, and um, yeah. yeah, just to see that your journey that you're going on now, mate. I'm, I'm fucking I'm buzzed for it, mate. I can't wait to to see you go in there bare knuckles as well. I mean, I felt you with a glove on, and I did probably about a 16 ounce glove, and it fucking hurts. Yeah. So I can't imagine what someone's <laughs> gonna feel with a bare knuckle. <laughs> Well, that's something when it's when it's bare when it's bare knuckle, man. I'm going to be dismantling people's jaws. I mean, there's no other way of putting it. You know, when I hit people bare knuckle, they're going to be fucked, and and that's as simple as it is. And um, I I can't wait myself, you know, because I work so hard and my mindset is so in check at the moment, and it's going to be staying this way. And I have a great support, like you know, sparring you guys, sparring everyone from from locally and training everyone locally. You know it's great, and we have a great, we have a good amount of local talent here. A lot of up and comers, and that for me is is great because up and comers are hungry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you, if you just train, if I just trained with like you know, other, don't get me wrong, I'm going to be travelling and training up with some Olympic level boxes and stuff like that. Stuff that's really going to push me, yeah. which is great. But you need the mixture of of high level sparring partners and pros, and you also need very hungry up-and-comers because that's what keeps you on your toes an up-and-comer will come for you and they'll, they'll really train hard so you have to they push you they'll push you more as you say with you sometimes you spar, spar pro you've both got that mutual respect and you're both yeah. you know sort of you just you don't coast but you will both be going for it but it's not like when you've got an up-and-comer they want to obviously prove something to you so they push you that more so that's why i love I'll, i will spar anyone a complete beginner to a seasoned pro because there's something you can take from absolutely everyone and everyone pushes you in a different way and for me as obviously I'm a competitor I'll compete against a complete beginner 
to a season pro, both of them, I will want to smash <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I'm a competitor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't obviously batter a beginner, but I would make sure, you know, they you know, know, I've, knows, I've, yeah. I've won. And that's just my competitive streak. I've, I've you know, anything I, I want to compete, like it'd be stupid. You know, me and my friends would always be like competing stupid shit. And I, do you know what I mean? I'm just that, I have that competitive streak in me and yeah, we're fighting it. It really, that's where it excels. So, um, yeah, we have a great local thing and it's, and it's pushing me good. But yeah, you know, when we, when I do get into that, that big scene, it'd be great to have a big support from everyone down here, obviously, because, you know, we, um, we are making noise now, which is good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you say, there's lo- loads of, t- especially from just just like the two towns, sort of Newton Abbott to Torquay sort of area, just for a small area that it is, there's so many good fighters with boxing, K1, MMA, Muay Thai. Like when mm. I started the sport, I thought I thought I was kind of like the only one doing it <laughs> almost. Do you know what I mean? Like the gym I was at before, it was only a few of us there. And then obviously the more you train, the more you sort of connect with other fighters. And then I'm like, fucking hell, there's loads of us around here. I know so yeah. many people now that are K1 fighters, yeah. high boxers and all that stuff. It's mental. Just for a little little area that we are, there's so much talent growing out of it. Yeah, the combat, the combat sort of atmosphere and um, buzz in Torbay, you know, it's, it's huge now. Like this, like I say, boxers, kickboxers, tie boxers, the mixed martial arts, jiu-jitsu, you know, and now obviously bare knuckle. It's, it's, it's huge. And um, it's great because, you know, there's always going to be training partners. Yeah. So um, that's, that's fantastic. And like I say, yeah, it's, um, we just need a few more, I think, local shows, which obviously there's some coming about because that would do wonders. When there's local shows, you get to see all the local talent. Obviously, other promoters come down to the local shows because they'll yeah. have fighters on and whatnot. And that's when they go, you know, that's what happened to me. I'd be fighting on the local shows. There'll be a fight I would have fought and I won or whatever. And, um, you know, their coach would be a promoter. And they'd be like, you know, we want you to fight on our show. So then you'd go up and I'd be fighting at the O2 Academy in Bournemouth. And that's how that would start. You know, and then I thought, and then another promoter would see, and that's how that's how you start getting about. Yeah. Because, you know, promoters see, but see, once you get the local shows and you get all the local boys fighting people from out of the area or even in the area, because you know when there's a big local show, especially like the ones down here, they've always created a good buzz. And um, a lot, you know, promoters come down. They like to come down to Torquay. They like this town. They like to to then watch a fight show here, and they scout obviously different fighters. So. Yeah, I think a few more local shows would just would just be great for everyone else, you know. Yeah, I mean it was it was quite upsetting because it was they used to be look like I said there used to be loads of them. I remember I was watching low like Jace James boxing and Foundry, mm. even Josh O'Shea a few years ago. I remember watching him fight MMA and stuff like that. And the fact that for so long there hasn't really been there's been boxing shows. I think um, obviously yeah. the charity stuff, but there's been a few boxing shows in Torquay, but. Yeah, I've I've missed go, like going down into town watching these K1 Muay Thai fights, even some MMA shows. And it's like you're saying this because it's such a little town. It's a local show, so most of the time it is talky fighters versus still quite local like Plymouth, Exeter, and obviously yeah. the old guy that comes down from like Bristol or something. But because they're local too, it's not a long drive. The crowds going mental, like yeah. you know, all your friends there, and yeah, it's it's incredible. So I'm looking forward to the fact that there's going to be more coming down to Torquay soon. A hundred percent, yeah. And um yeah, so like obviously there's obviously there's been boxing shows. The boxing shows are great, but that's got its own sort of crowd. And then the mix shows, they just bring in so much more. 
like the mix shows is where it's at because you obviously have it all you have boxing kickboxing Thai boxing so and then obviously if they had MMA as well it's like you know you never people don't get bored in that yeah. sense whereas obviously diehard fans and they love it do you know what I mean but like people that are just coming in to watch sometimes just saying old fights you know boxing they people you know they, they, they get lose a little bit of interest and that's why I've gone into bare knuckle as well because obviously if you see in the bare knuckle fighting it's every fight is different because yeah. of obviously one is bare knuckle so it's um it's just yeah like with boxing you can almost sometimes you can read a fight before you know and from the first round how it's going to go whereas in, in bkb it's like you know it's completely it's exciting from the get-go anything can happen at any second because yeah. of the bare knuckle aspect so you could have someone smashing someone they come back boom do you know what i mean they get a good shot and they cut them to pieces or they they, they chin them and that's it and it's just yeah it's it's wild it's a wild fucking game but you know for me, I, I I can't wait. Like I used to, I used to watch, you know, on Sublime videos. I used to watch Kimbo slice, and yes. I expect you did as well. You know? Yeah, love I remember that, Kimbo. It it would be going round viral. Do you yes. know what I mean? And like that, that was one of the first sort of obviously that was my first experience of bare knuckle fighting. You know, on video and arranged bare knuckle fights, and um, yeah, I loved it. Do you know what I mean? I absolutely loved it. Loved watching it, and obviously, you know, I, obviously I had a few, you know bare knuckle street fights i've had quite a lot of them yeah yeah and um you know that i always enjoyed i always enjoyed throwing down bare knuckle it's always <laughs> it's always quick it's always so, been um, in yeah <laughs> yeah it's always been in me so like yeah it's just when i say and then um yeah so if we go on to the signing um you know they were looking for professional combat um sport athletes um it came up to me within 30 minutes of speaking to um the the bosses jim and joe you know, they were like, right, you know, they liked, they liked my record. They liked what I, you know, sort of how I looked and, and my yeah. style of fighting. And they obviously liked, they very, like the, the titles meant a lot. The WBC national title, that obviously holds a lot of credentials. So that was um, very important to being signed. And then they just asked for, you know, a few videos. So I sent obviously all my videos. And then, yeah, they loved it all. And um, yeah, they were like, we really think you'll suit it, blah, blah, blah. And they asked me a few questions, obviously, like they have to. And do you know what I mean? It just suited me down to a T. The the answers I gave were very natural. And yeah, that was it. It was signed. We came to a really good negotiation. They offered me a great contract. Um, And um, yeah, it's it's fantastic because, you know, there's no sort of bullshit. No one's underpaying you as such. they, They do pay you what you're worth. And even though I've done a lot of hard work in in Thai boxing and K1, they still could have, as a debut in bare knuckle, gone, oh, well, we only want to pay you this. Yeah. But do you know what? They're paying me, you know, sound amount for my first debut fight, which is obviously a free round of two minutes. You know, so I was really happy. And then obviously each fight, your pay is negotiated again. So the level on the opponent and the level of fight and um, how many fights you've had, it, it gets negotiated on that. So I won't just have a set pay now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll, it'll only get better from after my first fight. So it's just, it's a fantastic organisation. I can't wait to, to do it. But what another thing that impressed me about them is, you know, they're very strict of who they sign. Like for me, I had to have that WBC title. Obviously a lot of Thai boxers try and sign with them in, in K1 fights, but you have to have the credentials. So, you know, first thing they, when I said about it, obviously they want to know your list, your, your records and your whole background, any titles, and like, obviously, there's a lot of sort of Mickey Mouse titles about which you can win, you know, yeah. which are just like area titles, which really, you know, they're good and bad. They're good for the local shows to build up hype, but then they don't carry anything anywhere else. Yeah. Whereas that WBC green strap, you know, that is that is one of the best belts you can you can get. So like, 
I knew get since I've won that, my whole fight career has just exploded. Um, with the left way signing and now the BKB signing, so yeah, that's um, you know, getting that that green strap will always mean so much to me because it, it catapulted me to to the next stage. Yeah, like you say, my, like when you're saying that it was, it's, it was an easy transaction going into BKB, that almost just I suppose I, I haven't got any experience into signing professional promotions as of yet. But um, I can only imagine that just makes you even more excited to get in there when it's no bullshit, when it's down to the T, like, yeah, this is it, this is what you're going to get, this is everything. And you all agree, you go in, when you're going into that debut, you have that respect for the bosses as well as the fighter that you're going in with. And it just, I suppose it would sort of elevate your motivation because when you get these, like, I can, I don't know about the UFC and stuff like that and bigger promotions, like world boxing organisations and stuff like that, but... I can imagine there's a lot of, it'd be like days of negotiating almost, a lot of bullshit, a lot of politics and, and all this kind of stuff going on. But the fact that you have a promotion that's come straight in and been like, this is it, bam, 30 minutes signed, that must be that must be a great feeling as well. Oh, it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling. That's like, that's one of the things, that's another thing um, that put me off for people that don't know about professional boxing. So you'll, you'll sign to a manager, you know, slash promoter in boxing. Yeah. And, um, Every promoter, like they do their their own show. Like Eddie Hearn, for example, you know he does his his shows. Um, uh, what's his um? Hold on, what's his thing called? Um, his brand. I'm just getting up here. Yeah, Matchroom Boxing. So mm-hmm. Eddie Hearn, you know his 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 home show is um, Matchroom Boxing. So like people that fight on there, obviously they'll get a, a purse and whatnot, but the, his fighters on there will be like ticket sellers. So they'll get a lot of their money from ticket sellers. So say I signed with a boxing promoter manager and he was he's from Bristol or whatever, you know. So when he does his show in Bristol or whatever, I would go there, but I would have to sell a lot of tickets. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if it, I went to fought on a show in London on, on like matchroom boxing, for example, that's when I would get my, my big purse, so to speak, because... Obviously, under your own manager, you know, you're he's sort of getting money off you then almost. And yeah. like, you, you'd make you make better money when you get them putting on away shows, as they're called. So you have like home and away shows. And like, so when like you see a lot of pro boxes fighting down here, that's on their like home shows. So they're probably not making a lot. I mean, they may do, I don't know. They might be making quite a lot from ticket commission, but that's what I don't like about it. Whereas with BKB, you know, I have my fight. Um, purse negotiated that's it do you know what I mean and then obviously I would get my ticket I get ticket ticket commission on top yeah but I'll the main thing you know even when, if, I, if I sold five tickets I'm still going to get the same amount of money there's no right you have to sell 20 tickets before you get this money with BKB I, c- I could sell no tickets and I still get that um that same amount of um fight purse which is great obviously I am going to sell as many tickets as I can because yeah. obviously I love a crowd and I have a good support so I'll always you know sell a good amount of tickets um do you know what I mean? So that's how it went. But what I like about it, there was no bullshit, right, you have to do this, else you won't get paid. Like Especially in K1 and Muay Thai, when you're negotiating, you know, for them to be a purse, they'll be like, well, yeah, right, we'll agree on this purse, but you have to sell sometimes, you know, 50 tickets. My WBC um, title fight, you know, for me to get my purse, I think it had to go, I had to sell over 40 tickets, I believe, which I smashed anyway. I did 96 tickets for that yeah. <laughs> because it was only up in Exeter. But, you know, for me to to get that, um, to make sure I get the fight purse as well, I had to sell a certain amount of tickets, which to me, I get it. You know, money's a motivator. Like, it, yeah. you know, it makes you, 
chase it. But like for me, I'll always sell tickets anyway. I'm not one of these fighters that doesn't promote, you know, because I live and breathe it. So I'm always, people are always asking me anyway. I don't need to now try and sell tickets. People will ask me, you know, so as soon as I say I've got a date, you know, and I put it up, I have tons of people inbox me and phone me up. Yeah, yeah, get me a ticket. Give me this, give me that. So I'm at that point now where I just have to say I'm fighting and I've got the people there, which is obviously another thing which BKB and that liked, you know, I don't, I'm not going to happen to be, you know, chasing ticket sellers and stuff like that because I've got that sort of fan base and support already. But especially with the K1 and, um, yeah, Muay Thai, you have to like, you have to hit a certain amount before you get money. And that's another thing that I didn't really, really like about it. Yeah, I suppose it keeps like it keeps up morale for fighters, doesn't it? When they know that they're gonna get paid no matter what. Like I know you can you can sell tickets, but if you've got a fighter that, like you say, has to sell forty tickets to get his purse, and then he's not selling those tickets, and he's got that stress now of I'm not gonna get my purse. I mean, some fighter, yeah, some, some fighters gonna react to fighting that. full rules. Yeah, you know, fighting full rules with elbows to the fucking head, and you're not gonna get paid. That yeah, man, exactly, like, mate. Fucking yeah. that, that just puts so much stress on fighters, and then when they go in there, like they, they might not fucking perform, and then do you know what I mean? That's when careers can take dives and stuff. I mean, obviously you've got that fucking where you can push through, and you can sell the tickets. Mm. So it's not it's a massive thing, but that's why I think with promotions like that, it's great because they're just they just know no matter what the fuck's gonna happen, they're getting paid at the end of it. Yeah, and that's what I like about the BKB compared to the like if I was going to glove boxing, you know, if I was fighting a home show. I would have to be all my focus pretty much would be on like I would have to get a certain amount of tickets yeah. um, for me to even make a bit of money. Whereas, but then if I was to go on away shows, obviously it doesn't really matter. You just you get your purse. But obviously you want to fight on home shows because obviously you want a crowd as well. So yeah, that, but whereas BKB, it's just like you know just sell as many as you can and here's your money and let's just put on amazing fights for the for the crowd. And it's obviously working because you know at the O2. Indigo, they're they're selling over four thousand tickets every time. For the past four shows, they've sold out of four thousand people in attendance. So now they're moving on to Wembley next year, which is twelve thousand. I mean, that yeah. clearly they have got it right. Because, yeah. You know, for sort for sort for a promotion that's you know fairly new, it's 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 just fucking exploded. So they, they the the promoters clearly know what they're doing there. But it is it's fucking exciting, mate. Because like you said, like. I want to use. Have you heard of that John Hick from BKB? Yeah, the um, yes, yeah, I think he fights at sixty six kilograms. Yeah, so I I watched the fight on him, and it was like he had twenty four hours notice before the fight, and then came in and got the fastest victory in BKB, yeah. seven point three seconds. And you're just like, like you were saying earlier, when you're with this sort of sport, you've always got to be games. You never know what's going to come on the other side. You can't go in there thinking. I'm a better boxer than him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash through him because that geezer had 24 fucking hours to prepare for that fight, and then goes in and knocks him out in seven and like seven seconds. Yeah, exactly. And this is what I mean: bare knuckle, anything can fucking happen. I mean, I, I think if I remember, it, it's like a nice tight left hook. The other guy comes in, you know, he's frantic. He's obviously trying to finish him. He probably thought this guy's gonna have, um, you know, shit cardio, so I'm gonna come in and bulldoze him. And yeah. He obviously tried. And then that John Hick, you know, he's put on a lovely left hook and uh, he's chinned him straight away, you know. And that, that got him a contract, I think, you know. So I think he got the call saying, look, we need this. We really need a replacement fire. So he's gone, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And he's, he's fought, he's won. And he's got, the, uh, he's got a contract. So, um, and um, now he's fighting for a British title um, in a couple of months. So, you know, yeah, like I say, anything can fucking happen. And that's the thing with... <laughs> 
And it's not even just knockouts. Because it's bare knuckle, you're going to get cut the fuck up. Like, I've seen after, was it the... My favourite bare knuckle fight so far is Artem Lobov and Jason Knight, the first one. Oh, man, that's a fucking... I, I, in my opinion, that's probably the greatest bare knuckle fight I, like, of all time. But I've, yeah, I've, from what I've seen, anyway. And they are cut to fuck. Artem's eyes swollen and Jason's face is opened up. And, you just, and everyone says, that shit's dangerous. But then you hear Artem talk about it after and he's like... He's like, I, I think it's safer than MMA because, yeah, my face is getting cut up and stuff like that, but there's no it's like there's no force between the padding of the glove and the face. Yeah. So even though you're getting cut up and stuff, he thinks it's a lot safer than MMA. And obviously there's no knees and elbows and all that kind of stuff on top of it as well. Oh, of course. I mean, if you put the comparison, I mean, I've had debates with people online and, and, and in person as well, because obviously I'm promoting the sport and they say to me, Fuck me, like you're mad, and I go, well, not really, because like the the whole point, right, of um, you know, gloved gloved boxing, you know, it's not to protect the head, it's to it's to protect the hands. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, so it's to protect the hands. So like, when you're when you're when you're boxing and that, you can put the gloves up, and you can take a lot of punishment on the guard. Yeah. So you're taking an awful lot of hits. Right, you know, and you could be there shelling up or, or you know I mean? trying to obviously evade, obviously, but a lot of time you can just shell up and you're taking a lot of punishment. You know, you can get dropped, you can drop, get dropped a lot and come back up, and you're still taking all that punishment and those 10 ounce gloves. Whereas bare knuckle, you know, you can't just stand there and shell up because you'll get dropped very easy. Yeah. So you're not taking all that like extra punishment. And if you do get dropped, you know, the one there's a 20 second count, the ref can obviously end the fight on that first count, and the doctor. And the ringside medic, they have a red towel and a white towel. Obviously, a white towel they throw in for a timeout, yeah. I believe, and they can they can check the cuts. And the red towel, they throw that in. That's them saying that the fight needs to end. So, I mean, on safety measures, it's so much safer yeah. because like there's easier ways to end the fight. There's more professionals looking at saying right, the fight needs to end. Um, you haven't got the elbows, you haven't got the knees, you know, you haven't got like the clinch and pulling you into elbows and stuff like that. You have just got the bare knuckle. And you haven't got, like, with glove boxing where you've just got to stand there and you've got to take a lot of extra punishment and more than you need. Whereas bare knuckle, you're seeing get cut. Yeah, you are getting cut a lot more, but you're not taking all the brain damage, yeah. which is the main thing. And like I said, because you see so many boxers, like a lot of boxers as well. There's, there's probably hundreds of cases of boxers dying through because of boxing, because of the, the, the yeah. damage that they take. Um, and there's not... You don't hear that with, I mean, there's probably a few, but very, you can probably count a lot less in sort of MMA, bare knuckle, K1 and stuff like that. Because they're not, I mean, obviously K1 and Muay Thai is a bit different. They've got the same size gloves, but they're switching it up with the kicks and stuff like that. Kicking and like MMA and things like that. You don't hear anybody of dying from purely of fighting, whereas boxing, yeah. because of those heavy gloves on all the time, and they're taking all that damage. You do, you do hear, unfortunately, you do hear a lot of cases of it. And I think like, that kind of makes me question why people. I mean, I I love boxing. I do like, like certain fighters. I love watching like Canelo's and Javante Davis's mm. and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Just flashy, yeah. quick fighters and stuff like that. But yeah. I think they they should have been promoting bare knuckle from the start. Like you say, it's the original boxing sport of our of our country. It was the the original fighting aspect. Yeah. Oh, it's the backbone of England. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent we've been doing it for years and years and years so yeah it should have been and like 
and like you say, with with glove boxing, like another reason why you know it is more dangerous than bare knuckle is you you can just throw them big hits, and it doesn't matter if you hit their top of the head because yeah. you've got gloves on. Whereas you do that bare knuckle, if you just swing, you're going to do more damage to your hand. So if you just hit to the top of the head or you know anywhere like that, it's going to do more damage to your hand. More whereas with the gloves on, you you can just throw. So yeah. they you're you're taking a lot of punishment like that. But whereas bare knuckle, you can't just be there swinging at people because you, you could break your hand in the first round and you're fucked. You have to be more technical. You have to be more precise. You know, you, you'll be going more for the eyes, the temple, um, and the chin. Instead of whereas with glove boxing, you can just throw big hooks. Doesn't matter if you hit the side of the head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you've got those big gloves on, and that's causing your opponent a lot more damage. Whereas bare knuckle, it's like say it's more cuts and it's more in the knockout areas. So yeah, I mean, it's without a doubt. There's no question. It is safer with with brain damage aspect. You may get cut up a lot more and get some scar tissue, but you know, fuck it. It's just a few If you scars. want to be a fighter, you got to fucking take it, haven't you? That's it. I mean, I'd rather be cut up and have scars than to have brain damage later on in life and not be able to communicate with my grandkids and kids. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's it's yeah. For me, it's a lot. It's a lot safer because you know that aspect alone. Um, and then you've got the twenty-second count instead of a, a ten-second count and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, the the. And the guys in BKBTM, like the refs, the refs are really, really on it. They'll be looking at you the whole time. They can end the fight anytime they want. You know, if they don't think you're fully there, even after 20 seconds, they'll just end it without hesitation because at the end of the day, they've got to put the fight to safety first. Um, yeah. There's a medical before and after, you know, very intensive one. So, yeah, everything's really well done. Everything, everything is down to safety. I mean, yeah. with something as, as barbaric as it looks as bare knuckle, you're always going to have someone go, oh, you know, this shouldn't be on. So safety has to be absolutely number one, which, you know, it is. So that's, um, you know, in a way, it's good when people are like, oh, it's barbaric and stuff, because it, may- it makes all the regulations a lot stricter. So you yeah. have to pass certain medicals. You have to, do you know what I mean? Everything, the, the medics are fucking on it as well. Yeah, that's what you need, really. When, you, when you've got, like you said, when you've got people fucking saying, oh, it's, it's a savage sport, it's just animals and stuff like that it's going to make promoters like right let's let's do everything we can to show them that yeah it's a fucking savage sport but it can be done professionally and then like i say with, with it being done professionally now it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and i can yeah. i can just see it blow, i can see it being like mma just one minute it's kind of in the background you know you you got hardcore fighter fans who are always going to watch that kind of stuff and you might see it on the tv a couple of times here and there but then all of a sudden it's just going to hit a boom, and then in like a five-year span, I reckon it's going to be it's going to be one of the top sports and possibly in the world. I hope in the world. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, like already, you know, on BKBTM, you know, there's there's it's it's to it's pay per view. There's twenty different countries that that buy the pay per view that have that have deals with the pay per view. So there's millions and millions and millions of views when there's an event. So it's it's already going worldwide. You know, you've got BKFC, which is always in America, and you've got BKB, which is in the UK. But I can see them both expanding. And yeah. I could see, you know, BKFC doing, you know, in um, different countries. And same with BKBTM, especially in Europe. I think the first stage will be the Europe takeover. So they've obviously smashed the UK. They're going to carry on smashing the UK. And then I think, you know, they'll be going over to different European countries and um, and promoting it there and, and growing it. And I just, it is, it's the future. I mean, it's the absolute future. I mean, it's so exciting. It's so raw. It's so violent. It's so respected. You know, it's just, I mean, I mean I'm fucking pumped to fight on it. I, you know, it's, I just, 
Yeah, I fucking I can't wait, man. I fucking cannot wait. And I finally got a fucking date, which is in twelve weeks. And yeah, man, I am super pumped and I'm super driven and determined, man. You can hear it in your voice, man. When you talk about it, you can literally just hear it, like just that, oh, man. that burning. I'm excited, yeah. Man, like, mate, you can wake up tomorrow and go in there, and it wouldn't be a fucking issue for you. That's it, yeah. Tomorrow, mate. If they gave me a date next week, I would be like, boom, let's fucking go. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I just I'm excited. I'm always working hard, no matter what. Even I don't believe in fight camps. I just believe in hard work. And yeah. then obviously, when you have a fight, you work even fucking harder. And um, yeah, so that yeah, I just can't wait, man. I've got twelve weeks, and um, yeah, I'm gonna be in there. I'm going to lay these hands on people and yeah, I, I'm excited. Do you know what I mean? I'm excited to feel that bare knuckle shot as well. You know, of that, that, oh yeah. What the hell that's going to feel? It's going to be, you know, that's the unknown and that's what yeah. intrigues me. It, you know, of course I don't want to stand there and just let someone hit me bare knuckle because yeah, that's, that's a fucking, but you know, it excites you to know right, it could Russian like. roulette. But yeah, I am going to take one without a doubt because yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, you're not going to never not take them. So that's exciting on its own. So then, yeah, I just fucking can't wait, man. It just it brings the warrior out of me. It's like it's all it's almost like a, a child just feeling like the rain for the first time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. obviously you'd like to say you've had your fair share of street fighters as, as such, but when you're getting in there and having a professional oh, yeah. boxing match with bare knuckle, it's like it's gonna be like a whole whole new whole new thing yeah. for you. Even even with the many fights you've had professionally in K one and Muay Thai. This is going to be completely different. So I can, I can feel the excitement. I'm feeling the excitement for you, mate, because I'm just like fucking. It's gonna, it's gonna be a show to remember for sure. Hundred percent. And obviously, I want to go in there and make a statement. You know, I want to go in there, prove the level I'm at. Take, take whoever is in front of me, take them out, and um, just knock whoever down. Because my goal is the championship. So yeah, I, like I said, I'm not just taking this as, oh, you know, I'm gonna have a few fights in it and. And make a money or make a bit of money or whatever. No, that's not that's not it. My motivation is the championship. Yeah. That is what I want. You know, I'm. I, that's why now, like I, I've said to people, I'm not fighting Muay Thai. I'm not fighting kickboxing or anything. I'm just focusing on bare knuckle. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm putting all my fucking focus in it because that they're the titles I want. I want to be the bare knuckle. You know, I want to be a king of bare knuckle. Mm. And you know, if I can get a world championship in BKB and a world championship in the world leftway championship, yeah, that that's. Yeah, that's my legacy there. Do you know what I mean? So there, that's my motivation is to, is to um, it's just that yeah, the championships. That's the, my only motivation. My only fucking focus is winning. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. else. Yeah, uh, this sounds very selfish, but like from a fighter's point of view, this is the mindset of a of a of how I have to be. Winning for me comes before anything, even before my yeah. family. As hard as that is for me to admit, like my family know that winning for me and and winning my fights. Is the you know it's the first thing that comes in. Yeah. Of course, you know my kids and my family. I'll always you know they'll always be my a big part of it. But winning for me is my absolute priority. I, 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 nothing else is in comes into my mind at the moment apart from winning. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I, that, I know I know exactly what you mean by that, mate. Because I'm I'm not nowhere near the level that you're at now. But with with training stuff, I'm I have my friends all the time. They say, "Oh, you don't you don't see us as much." I'm like, "Mate, it's because I'm training. That's all I'm doing. I don't see yeah. I don't see my family, and I'm I'm single, so I don't exactly have a relationship to be like coming home to. It's just me and fighting. That's what I'm gonna do because yeah. I'm, I'm not at the level where you're at now, where I'm going fighting for championships and stuff like that. But for me, it's just getting better, getting better, getting back fighting, getting that experience, and like you say, winning, <laughs> winning at the end of the day because I, yeah. I I've played rugby i've done different sports and stuff like that and 
I'm a competitive prick. No matter what you do, I could be fucking playing Kirby with you on the street and I'm going to be screaming at you if you start beating me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's the mentality that you need in this kind of sport because otherwise you're just going to get knocked on your ass. Oh, 100%, man. And it's like it's a very, very selfish life. Yeah. And um, mate, I had the exact same thing. You know, my friends understand now. Before, they're like, look, come on, man, come out. It's just, it's just one night. You know, you'll be fine. Come on. And, um, you know, I, sometimes I did, don't get me wrong. And, you know, luckily, you know, I'd still win my fights, but I, I could feel it in there. Yeah. And there was other times I would lose because of that, because I knew I just hadn't put the graft in. I hadn't been 100% dedicated. And then it, and it showed, and I lost quite a few fights from that. And then, you know, my, my mates, you know, as, as you go further up, your good mates will realise, oh, you're actually getting somewhere. So, like, they're not, like, you know, when my friends do stuff now, you know, they'll invite me around, but they know I'm not going to be drinking or anything like that because I'm just so focused. And even if I say, look, boys, no, I'm not because I'm training and then I'm getting my head down, they're like, yeah, yeah, sound. They understand, you know, yeah. the level I'm at, I can't be fucking about. So, like, your good mates will, will be sound and they'll understand, you know, when you, if you, when you do get to these fights and whatnot. And then, you know, your bad mates will probably just sort of... um you know, shadow out. Reel you back into that life kind of thing. Yeah, so like, but yeah, you will get that for a while of, oh, come on. And then when you start winning fights and you carry on fighting, they'll be like, oh, fucking hell, he's, you know, he's, he's doing something. And then that's when you you have your really good mates that will always support you. Like, I have some great mates. Do you know what I mean? They come to every one of my fights. They're even going to come out to Burma and watch my fights. You know, so I, I, I have a lot of love for them because they're going to come, you know, all the way out there. You know, to watch me fight in 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 Burma and shit like that, where it's just crazy. So you, you, I've got lucky. I've got some fantastic friends that will come to all my fights. They don't miss any. They're really supportive of me. They don't ever say, "Oh, right, do this, do that." They're just, um, yeah, they're great. And that's what you need, yeah, for fighting, man. A support group is so important. Not, you know, you need people that support you in all the aspects. Like my missus, she knows training for me. You know, it has to come first. Yeah. You know, fighting for me is first, and I have to do it. So no matter what, you know, my fights and that come first. And she knows that there's never any moaning that I train. There's never moaning that I like. You know, I train all the fucking time. Sometimes three times a day, and there's no moaning because obviously when I have done training, that's when I'm spending time with them. Don't get me wrong, it is hard, but she knows this is my dream and this is all I want to do. So if I didn't have that, you know, it would be really, really hard. You know, I'd I'd have to be single because if you ha- I've had people before which bring me down and. They'll try and you know um, distract you from it, and you just you're never ever going to get anywhere like that. Yeah. You, know, you either have to have an amazing support group. If you're lucky to have that, that's good. If you don't, you you've just got to be on that 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 lone wolf sort of wave and stay focused and and smash it because you get the wrong people in, and it's just a slippery slope. Yeah, definitely. I think you you kind of like you say you find that as you go on in your career, you you. It kind of automatically filters out the people that you need to sort of not. I wouldn't. I don't want to say toxic, but it is. It is essentially to, the toxic people in your life. It automatically filters them out, and then you are just stuck with the people that share almost share your goals with you and your mindset. Um, and they're yeah, they're the ones that kind of push you to go further. I've seen it. I've seen it with lo- with loads of people. I mean, myself, I've got a great. I got a great bunch of friends like, but like I said, I'm I'm still young. I'm 23, 22 years old. You know, some of my <laughs> friends are still 20, 21, so they're still in that phase of drinking and stuff all the time. But because I was so, I did all that shit when I was young. 
I just I just love fucking scrapping now. So that's and I love tra- I love I love the fitness side of it. I've always been a fit guy. Mm-hmm. I love training. So I think yeah, when you as I as I get older, I suppose I am gonna find I, that is gonna filter out for me who's gonna be sharing my mindset at the end of it as to now where they just want to party. Yeah, and it'll be tough. I mean, consistency, right, is the it's the hardest thing because you can work really, really hard, right? And then all it will take is that one night out. Yeah. And you may think it's okay, but it won't. It will fucking knock you back a few. And like to me now, it's just I'm like, I I don't even do anything about from just training fighting. You have to be like that if you're going to succeed. Everything else has to come second. You, you know, you can't even not. You can't even want to do these things. You just everything has to just be on getting better and winning. Yeah. And like that's the mindset I have. But it's like you know, I don't even care about anything else. Don't care about anything. Doing anything else. The only thing I care about is fighting and winning and like like that is how your mind has to be like even little things you know going to wherever you know there's a, an event on and going there like all that shit all of it you have to sacrifice everything just has to be on the goal of winning and fighting and that's how you're going to succeed i mean for me especially you know the when i started doing well is when like you know i really dedicated and yeah i fucking everything else i was like it's going to come like yeah after it so to speak and yeah it's it's, it's a hard life like it's not for everyone because of the dedication people think fighting's great and which it is don't get me wrong i fucking love it but there's so much hard shit like everything else has to come after no no one no one or nothing can come level with it like if you've got a good miss or something like you know i can see they want to fight but they don't want to fight as much as you know they want to do these things with their girlfriend or do these things with their mate and that's what separates people you know, you have, everything else with fighting has like fighting has to be your life in order to succeed. Yeah, especially if you want to pursue it as a career. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is on about professional. Yeah, yeah, hundred like, you know, percent. Where I'm going, not if you want to have a few like local fights, or whatnot. You still don't get them wrong. Have to be fucking committed. Yeah, but if of, no one, you don't realize how fucking be. tiring. Like, yeah. I, I, when I was when I was at Fightworks and I and I fought for for those guys. I, I thought I was fit, do you know what I mean? I was smashing training and I was doing I was doing all my running and stuff like that. And then come second round of that fight, I'm like, fucking hell, mate. This is yeah. this, it's it's hard it's hard and you don't you don't realise that so if you you need to know no matter what level it is, you you've get in got that ring. So much work, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got to put in whatever you think you're doing, do ten times it's, more. And that's what, enough, after, yeah. that's what I learned after after that fight is oh yeah, I was doing enough to stay fit enough but I didn't do enough to stay like to just fly fit to it. win yeah yeah exactly so yeah. Um, but that's that, and that's the thing of fighting as well is that you win some and you lose some but that fight I, I thought I, like it was fucking massive like six foot odd tall and I, I fought my ass off I did I did what I could and stuff like that and I lost it at the end of the day and I didn't sit back and fucking make a hundred excuses as to why I lost it I lost it, and that's that's as simple as that. But I learned from yeah. that loss, and now for the next fight, I make sure that I'm completely and utterly fit. Um, and yeah, just everything you just take away everything that you know while you lost about that fight, you take into your next one. I suppose with you, it's it's those little one percents now, rather than these big changes. You're just these little one percent upgrades each time. Yeah, that's it. Leveling up each time. Like I say, every loss is always a learn. Don't yeah. it fucking sucked like oh, and, yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm miserable like, when I've lost my fights I'm fucking miserable but I look at it from a learn you look at it and every fight 
when I've I've always gotten better when I've lost. I've always evolved more because obviously yeah. look right. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And I've always evolved more. Whereas when I'm on a winning streak, obviously you get better, but you never you don't get as better. I don't get as better when I've got that look. When I've had a loss, I'm like, oh, you know, I've got to do this. And my coaches go, look, we've got to do this. And I've always leveled up more. So yeah, you have to losing is part of it. It's a, it's the fight game. Anything can yeah. happen. As long as you you learn from it, and you you know you're back on it. You're back on making improvements, and you're back in the ring. You know, showing those you've improved, then you know you're not doing anything. Um, that's that's wrong, and like we're losing is just part of the game. I suppose it kind of comes into that just everyday life as well. Like going a bit off topic now, and sort of back to our first conversation on the Instagram live. <clears throat> All like every aspect of fighting is essentially something that you could use in everyday life. Like the losing, you could have a shit day, you've lost that day, but then you learn from that shit day. Like mm. you, you could have a day where you feel shit about yourself, so you stay in bed all day. And that makes you feel more shit. And if you learn from learn from that, learn I don't I shouldn't stay in bed. I need to get out. That's that's leveling up. As you as like like you said, yeah. that's leveling up in a way. Um yeah. so it's yeah, it's taking those L's, learning from it and then pushing on and coming out a bit stronger. And I think yeah, that, that works for the mind as well as any athlete. Yeah, I say yeah, if you can use that in life, it's even better because there's days you know, it could be relationships, it could be with your work, it could be with your boss. Could be friends, it could be anything, and and if you're having a big argument or something's gone wrong, if you're not looking at analysing it and going, right, you know, I could do this different here, then as a human, you're just you're staying as you are. You're not levelling up in any aspect, and that that's how you know. I had to finally look at my life and go, I need to change, and then obviously I levelled up, and and it's like, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I just fucking sit back from everything, look at my life, and go, this is not where I want to be? Instead, I wasted you know three years like this three years like that and um yeah but like i said that's a lesson on its own now i will never ever do that again yeah do you know what i mean i'm at that point where i would see any sort of alarm bells and i'm like right no i ain't doing that i ain't doing this do you know what i mean because i know it's gonna send me down the wrong path so yeah like i i like me now me last year two years ago i am completely different as a person like when people talk about me and that like it, it just sounds so it doesn't sound like me how yeah. I used to be. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a completely different person. You know, some people would have preferred me how I used to be, but I didn't. I didn't like that who, who I was. Do you know what I mean? I didn't like partying and fucking stuff like that, like ruining my life. You know, some people might have liked it, but for me, I, I hated it. Yeah. I, I much prefer who I am now. Yeah, I may have to be more selfish because I'm driven and focused, but I know I'm doing well in life. And for me, that's what counts. You know, I'm, I'm doing everything I want, actually want to do in life. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and it's it's all about that that motivation to get out of the rut as well. I mean, I know a lot of people will struggle, especially in the sort of situation that you've been in before. They find it's it's hard to get out of. Lucky you had martial arts. You had martial arts to kind of be like, right, fuck it, I need to sort my life out. I'm gonna dive straight back into training. But like, what it's what would you reckon would be the sort of escape goat for? Let's call them just an average, an average Joe, basically. It hasn't really got a sport as such, but they need to get out of their rut. Yeah, so I, you know, I get quite a lot of people um, message me this quite a lot, you know, saying I need help, I need to get out of this rut. I mean, I need to get out of this lifestyle. I mean, and you know, it may not be martial arts, but for me, it's the key is exercise. So yeah. it doesn't have to be martial arts or combat or fighting or anything like that. But exercise, you know, that could be walking, running, swimming 
football, you know, rugby, gym, yoga, you know, but any sort of physical exercise, it's proven that it lifts natural natural endorphins, yeah. you know, and and it enhances them, and those endorphins make you feel good. So any sort of exercise, that for me is the key, you know. Do your exercise, eat healthy, eat well. Don't eat these foods that you know can trigger anxiety, like caffeine and lots of sugary stuff. You know, yeah. eat cleaner, eat your eat your fruit, eat your veg. You know, drink lots of water. You know, flush and detox yourself naturally. Um, and also, is um, your who you surround yourself with is, is is vital. You're surrounded by, you know, toxic and um, negative people. That's how your mindset's going to be. You have to take yourself away. You have to actually almost give yourself a slap and go, do you know what? You know, stop being fucking. Stop being a fanny. I'm going to sort this out myself. Yeah. I'm going to get on the exercise. I'm going to sort my diet out. And if you struggle to that thing, then find someone, you know, very motivated like myself or whatever. And, and um, there's lots, you know, lots of people around the bay. You know, you're one, you know, you like to motivate people. So, like, find someone like that and go, look. And then, you know, we're to say, right, fucking do this, do that. And that's it. You know, there's no holding hands in it. Like, for me, I have to just fucking do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and that, but for me, exercise is the key, not necessarily martial arts. Martial arts is fantastic because it's whole body, but exercise is, is key, definitely. Exercise, healthy eating, and then obviously who you surround yourself with. Those, those three things, if you can sort those three things out, you're going to be on a positive journey. If, you don't, if one of those things are missing, you're always going to have something that pulls you down, and then once yeah. you're down and you're feeling those shit thoughts, that's when you, know, you just go back into the rut. And like you say, with the when it comes to having that support network, I know. I mean, there could be like with people out there that might not have any friends. It is about because at the end of the day, it is down everything that you do in your life is down to you. You can only progress yeah. through your decisions. You can't be you, holding hands all the time. Exactly, you can you can always ask for people for a little bit of help and support, but at the end of the day, it's you. So if you're on your own and you feel like you're on your own, you need to reach out, like you say, to people like yourself and me who like to who like to give that motivation, help people. You need to reach out just reach out to those sort of people um and not expect them to do it for you like i've had people before who's come to me for like these the mental health one-to-ones that i do and after a while they start to clinch and they say can you help can you can you do this for me and i just say look i'm here to bring your morale up that at the end yeah. of the day your what happens in your life has to be down to you if you rely on yeah. someone else or me all the time that's all you're ever going to do for your life and then when i go or someone else goes and leaves your life you're going to be back in this rut so you can yeah. obviously of course you can lean on someone sometimes for a little bit to get you going but once you're there you need to people need to like you know start focusing on themselves and doing things themselves yeah because what will happen is you know if they're so reliant on leaning on you you that person will become a coping mechanism for them. So they will not be able to cope unless they have them in their life. And you see this with relationships. They're so used to that partner, you know, being there, giving them their reassurance, blah, blah, blah. And then once they're not, you know, that coping mechanism is gone and they freak out and they feel like they need this person. And they don't, they don't actually need this person. They just feel like they do because they've been so used to coping with them. But reality is, it is down to you. And once you find, like they say, you know, number one, find happiness within yourself. If you can do that mm. and you're not reliant on anyone else, that's that's the true true happiness. And, you know, it, it's all down to yourself. Like I said, you give someone a bit of help, but then 
you know, the hard work has to come from you. If you don't want it, really, then you're not going to get out of the rut, you know, and those people stay in the rut, and it's because they don't really, truthfully, want to get out. They just, yeah. you know, they get these thoughts, oh, I want to get out, but then when it actually comes to really get out of it, they don't want to leave it all behind, and they just stay in it for the rest of their life, which is sad. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and that, and with this sort of day and age now where, I mean, I can understand from year, like years ago, years ago, it's a, a little bit harder to get out of those ruts because there's not, it's, it wasn't so much talked about as it is now, but we have all the resources in the world. Now there's so many organisations and just people in general, people in general so understanding now about what, what you go through. I mean, I'm not, if someone came to me and said, I'm depressed because I've got a shit hairline or something, I'm not going to sit there and be there like, come on, mate, fucking hell, give me a real problem. That's, that's their, that's what they feel bad about. That's, yeah. I'm still going to, I understand, I'm still going to help them about that. So I think there's a people need to reach out more. And that's, that's the main thing is just talking. I mean, reaching out to strangers, I mean, not necessarily a complete stranger, but like, yeah. like say, someone like yourself who promotes yourself as being very motivated and dedicated. Yeah does your one-to-one stuff but just reach out to them ask them for advice and stuff like that maybe ask them to help you with a little bit of exercise and then once you get that basic knowledge then expand it yourself go off for yourself and start work like start grinding and working that's it yeah and um you're also you know you just enjoy the journey i mean life is a journey itself and if you can um you know, get onto a positive journey and it's never going to be just plain sailing. You're going to get lots of speed bumps. And like I've had loads, do you know what I mean? But that's why it's a journey. You, you overcome adversity yeah. each time and that's when you level up. Right, I've done that. I've leveled up and you're always stronger for it tomorrow. That's another thing I always say to people in training and in life, you know, the harder the workout and the harder the life battle, tomorrow you're better for it. You know, you can have such a battle in life but tomorrow, you know, you're going to be better for that. You're going to be a stronger person. You're going to be a stronger mindset. And in fighting and training, if you have a really hard training session or a really hard fight, tomorrow you're going to be better for that. You're going to have levelled up. Yeah, and definitely. That's just how it 100%. Works. And I hope that when, when people listen to this, it sort of gives them the like the, just the, that little bit of motivation just be there, like, you know what, fuck it, today I'm going to go for a run. And even with, with the exercise part of it, I know a lot of people struggle with like, oh, but I'm not that fit. When With running and stuff like that, if you just run, as, as much as you can until you're out of breath that's a start do you know what I mean if you just run 100 metres and you're out of breath and you want to stop fair enough next day you go back you run 150 metres do you know what I mean I think people look at other people's exercise and their routines and stuff and think they've got to go out and run a 5k to be fit but it's about that progression it's just little like like, like you said yeah. just little steps each time yeah as long as you're challenging yourself and you're pushing the barriers, so you're not absolutely smashing them, but you know, you're never yeah. going to progress if you just stay in the comfort zone. But if, as long as you're pushing them barriers, you know, um, then you're going to improve. And like that's it. The yeah. mind will always give up before the body. So you have to train your brain to go, do you know what? It's just telling me I'm tired. And you'll always push a bit more. Yeah, I've all, I'm always like that. When I, when I get to a – say, right, I always say I'm going to do 10 hill spins, right? I, and I always do 11. I always, I always put, say I'm doing 10, and I always put down I'm doing 10. And I do do the 10, obviously, but then I always force myself to do one more, which I don't count. But I always make myself do it 
because I just make myself do it to, to force myself back a little bit more. Um, I don't count it or anything like that. Um, I don't time it or anything. You know, I do my official 10, but then I'll always make sure I do another one, always. And I'm the same with that on reps. I'm the same with that with a lot of things. You know, if I plan to do 10 rounds, I will do the 10 rounds, but yeah. I'll do an extra round. Do you know what I mean? Just because you always want to be pushing that comfort zone. As you, whatever you do, you'll just get fitter and then you'll manage it and you'll think that's okay. I suppose it's like brain training almost. If you're telling yourself, yeah. You're yeah, telling it is. Yourself, it is. You're brainwashing you yourself. 11, no matter what happens in life, if you whatever you say you're going to do, you're going to do that extra bit more to, to get there. Extra bit, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, and it's tough. And like people that are starting out, you know, say they do a 2K run. Yeah, do your 2K run. But like, you know, for the last whatever, you know, add add sprints in or, or do your 2K run and then do like five yeah. 50 metre sprints or whatever just to get that little bit. And that's how people are going to progress. Um, and like you say, yeah, you, you use that in life as well, you know. But yeah, it's just it's all just a journey. It's a, it's a, it's a long old journey, and it's never ending. And, and the journey's just so starting for you, it. mate. And I tell you, like, like I say, I'm excited to watch you fight. I'm happy. Like, thanks for coming on here today as well, because I think a lot of people are gonna listen to this, and just from the start of it as well, just listening to to you talk about your passion for the for the sport that you're in. Um, it's motivating in itself and obviously it's going to be good for people to hear what you're about as well and I hope it's, I hope it's going to just promote you that yeah. even further because you, the work the work rate that you put in and stuff like that you deserve it you deserve to be on the top of the scale um, in this sport Thanks man no, I appreciate it and it's like coming on here today was a challenge it's a challenge itself I was feeling shit but you know and I was feeling ill earlier and I was like no I, I need to go and do this because you know, I need to do it. And, and like, those doing those extra reps is what, you know, I could have easily just gone, mate, I feel like shit, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be able to talk very well. Um, you know, I need to just sleep a little bit. But no, I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to move it a little bit forward and I will do it, you know. <laughs> My voice might sound a bit weird or whatever, but, you know, I, I've, I've done it and, like, that's, that's, that's the mindset I've always, I'll, I'll always have. I'll always make sure I push myself. And um, yeah, like bare knuckle, my you know, no one works harder than me. Period. I work so fucking hard. I'm so dedicated. I'm so everything is about winning for me, and 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 I'm so motivated. So yeah, man, I can't wait. And um, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. And like I say, we'll we'll get some more in nearer to the show, nearer yeah, to the date. Sorry, of the show. And we'll try obviously when this lockdown whatever, is man, over you know? as well. We can actually be in the same room together, and the connection and all that kind of stuff will will be better, obviously. But um. No, yeah, we may do yeah. what we got, and, it, and it's been great, man. It's been really good. Do you have any, um, like any of your sponsors or anything you want to shout out before you go? Yeah, so obviously, um, yeah, all my sponsors: King Tape, King Sports Pro, um, the Governor Sports and Nutrition, Hades Empire, um, Riviera Roofing, um, which is obviously a roofing company locally. So big shout out to them, and uh, my two gyms: Talking Elite Community Gym. Um, and, and Fightworks Academy, um, talking, you know, and all my training support, uh, sorry, training partners, and all my supporters of the Wardog Army, you know, thanks to everyone, you know. I said the journey now is just beginning on this next stage, and um, I'm going to be going all the way. I won't fucking stop. So, all right, yeah, bro. Um, well, thank we'll you speak to, to you soon. I'm sure we'll be seeing you on highlight reels shortly as well. Yes, man. And like I say, 12th of September, BKB 23, London O2 Arena. It's going to be live on pay-per-view. 
There's going to be a live audience, which I'll have ticket information soon. And you can also bet on me on NetBet. So you make yourself some money, put 200 quid on me. So I'm, I'm put yes, it on to, to, to knock them out in the first round because that's what I'm predicting. So, yeah, um, it's going to be great. 12 weeks. Oh, man, well, yeah, you know, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Make sure you get some rest up now. Take it easy, mate. Bye-bye. Thank you, man. I'll see you soon. Cheers. Ugh.